Hi folks, this is Lex McKee, the cheerful leader. I presented on Thursday at TBN, the boardroom network, on the topic of becoming a key person of influence. This was based both on the excellent book by Daniel Priestley and a wonderful piece to camera from James Sale and Steve Jones on how to become an authority on your topic by becoming a published author. I stand by the message, the need for TBNers and any other professionals listening to this to become preeminent in their chosen field. James Sale will say in the video that we need to be like Everest, standing tall and above the competition. But I've been thinking. I've had the privilege of working closely with some pretty famous gurus. The closer I got, the more I realised they'd all surrounded themselves with yes people, and that as a result, they'd all, without exception, had begun to believe the exaggerated claims of their own PR. This made them all highly unattractive as human beings. Their arrogance and lack of accountability was nothing short of astounding. Pride comes before a fall, I've heard it said. Thus, I'd like to tweak the message lest any of us fall into the same trap of pride. How much better to become key people of excellence over and above becoming key people of influence? My favourite adverts of all time are for a beer called Dos Equis. The star of their most famous series was called The Most Interesting Man in the World. He was uber cool. Thus, drinking the same beer as him would make you cool by association. Yeah, right. But very, very funny. A typical line would be, therapists would open up to him. Or my all-time favourite, aliens ask him to probe them. Watching these adverts, I wonder what it would be like to become the most interested man in the world. This would be an example of becoming a key person of excellence. Two of my historical heroes since infant school are Daniel of the Lion's Den fame and Joseph of the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat fame. Both were persecuted for being full of integrity and for their pursuit of excellence. Joseph was accused of seeking to seduce a key politician's wife, the opposite to the truth. The result was that he was sent to jail. By staying faithful to his ethics and by remaining committed to delivering excellence, he was promoted first to being manager of the whole prison, the governor, and then exalted to Pharaoh's court, where he finally became Pharaoh's top chap, governor of Egypt. Daniel's success provoked so much jealousy that he was framed in such a way that he was thrown to the lions. On this occasion, the cunning plan of his enemies backfired, resulting in them and their families being consigned to the same fate. My point? An unwavering commitment to excellence leads to promotion and jealousy. No competitor that you outshine will be happy about it. Expect some flack. Haven't you ever watched an American election campaign? Of course, the British mantra is thou shalt not shine. If you want to become preeminent, expect some grief, especially from the Brits. We only support the underdog, you know. But if you remain true to your principles, you will overcome. For years, I've droned on and on about love brands and how so much is neither made with love nor delivered with love. Well, it turns out that my age group of professionals aren't really interested in love. It's too emotional. Excellence is a better term. Let's press on to become brands of excellence. This means at least three things to me, which I remember through the initialism ACE. I want you and me to be ACE. A stands for action. Be quick to act. 
Most SMEs, most small to medium enterprises, are paint-dryingly slow in responding. Like the famous early scene in Blade Runner, response time is a factor. Being slow to act sends a clear message, you are not my priority. I can say this with absolute authority because it's one of my biggest weaknesses that I have to put systems in place to overcome. Put those systems or dedicated team members in place today. Take massive action. C is for courtesy. Discourtesy is the opposite of excellence. It's the enemy of excellence. If you've ever got annoyed at someone else's discourteous driving, rejoice, you get it. Excellence is always well-mannered, especially to idiots. The other great one is the rising bile, I feel, at those utterly idiotic people who won't wear a mask. I hate wearing a mask, but I will wear a mask for your sake. With those too arrogant and insensitive to wear a mask, the message is painfully clear. I count, you don't. My freedom is more important than your future. This is not the outworking of excellence. Imagine yourself being addressed as your excellency. Then behave in a way that brings credit to your brand, your family name and to yourself. Can you imagine the Queen ever doing anything that would bring shame to the royal family? E is for, well, excellence. That's good enough should never be heard to come out of your mouth. You may say, Lex, what about the dangers of perfectionism? To which I reply, move to the back of the queue. This message isn't for you yet. If I want a surgeon or a dentist or service in a five-star restaurant, I want perfection. Nay, I demand perfection. Good enough is not good enough. I demand excellence of myself and press in until I realise it in increasing measure. It's an endless task, but a high calling. I am a relentless critic of anything in my own life that falls short. As for pressing in, this is like being late for an appointment and then finding you've got every Honda jazz driving OAP and tractor driver in Dorset standing between you and being excellent at timekeeping. The good news is that perfection pays. Excellence has economic advantages. Be excellent and then party on.